I'm Greta Kavia, host and founder of Masavanda Has a Podcast. To really help the podcast grow, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to us today. Thank you. So, um, yeah, would you like to introduce yourself and let the people know who you are? Hey, my name is Lizzie and I'm a food blogger from London, born and raised. Um, yeah, that's a bit, bit about me, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Lizzie. Um, little icebreaker. Um, if you could eliminate one food so no one could eat it ever again, what would you destroy? <laughs> okay, this is very selfish of me. Probably <laughs> anything dairy. Milk, cheese, the whole lot. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know it's really selfish. I'm sorry. No, it's really not. Like I think it needs to. It needs to happen. Is especially now, there's so many great brands out there. Like mm-hmm. you can get anything, gluten free, dairy free. It's it's out there. So it's not like it was many years ago. So, you know, I feel like yeah. going dairy or gluten free, it's, it's it's not as hard as it once once was. 100% yeah because lord when I when I when I went down this path ooh, those <laughs> first few years were dark they were yeah. so dark trying out the different milks trying to find out which one still tastes like it's milk <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> oh like a wine tasting but with um, alternative milk nice yeah. <laughs> um so uh let's talk a lot more about your creativity so you say you're a food blogger which I am super excited about thank you for coming because i am i um, i am obsessed with reading food blogs i don't know why it's just like my pastime thing really yeah and yeah. i just read different like travel and food blogs and stuff to do with like interior design and architecture but mostly oh, same i love i'm so into um, interior design right this have you watched just... studio mickey on um netflix no oh you have to watch it it's so i love her <gasps> yeah she's oh, she's amazing yeah it's a really very good watch nice um so with you tell us creatively what it is being a food blogger um what inspired you to start you know blogging about the food that you make um and have you always been interested in exploring your creativity or did it kind of just like burst from a moment of just I need something to do Mm -hmm. it yeah tumbled into that yeah um so I'll say when I first started Mm -hmm. um I quickly discovered that there was a huge community out there Mm -hmm. but one of the things that came well that became very apparent to me is that no one was like me or had the same experiences as me so um I'm Nigerian so growing up in a Nigerian household let me be honest right I'm just going to put this out there intolerances are not respected (laughs) sweetheart that's like everyone in Africa they're not respected dairy free they don't respect us no they don't they really don't (laughs) so you know that in and of itself was a struggle even trying to get my family to get their heads around this was like Mm -hmm. impossible but um Mm -hmm. So then I, I kind of went on this journey of sort of like researching brands and like different recipes and everything. And I would create things and I was like, oh, actually, this is quite fun. Like I'm enjoying this process. Um, mm-hmm. So then I thought to myself, if if I've gone through this, this whole experience, I'm sure there are so many other people out there. Yeah. Same thing. So I was like, I'm sure there's something I can offer and bring to the table. So that was how I kind of started. And then I think I started Instagram. When I did my first post, someone called who actually noticed me, you know, and then from yeah. there it kind of continued. So, yeah, I would say it wasn't like something I'd always wanted to do, but I think from when you have a problem and you find mm-hmm. a way to solve it, to then document that pro- that whole process something, and then share yeah. that with other people, like, it's been, I've enjoyed the whole journey so far. That's so cool. And, like, honestly... Th- it's it's lovely to to then find somebody who kind of has the same ex- you know re- representation matters that statement mm-hmm. I love it but it does it, it it does make sense because I feel you the day that I told everyone that I can't have dairy everybody thought I was lying <laughs> nobody believed yeah, me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so describe to us your 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 um actual con- um concept from 
from thinking of a recipe to then actually creating it to then blogging it and then putting it out what's the first thing that you kind of do that's unique to you and um then how do you then like in you know cliff note version trickle it down um so i would say it probably starts with my family and friends um my whole aim around lizzie's free from life is essentially to cater for our community so to not miss out on things that we want so like for example um i've been to like social gatherings they haven't had anything that's like gluten and dairy free and people are passing around like mac and cheese or like fried chicken and things and it's like um what am i gonna eat you know so and then from that i'll be like you know i'm gonna try and make a vegan version of um mac and cheese or a gluten-free version of um fried chicken and that's how it kind of starts so once I've got inspiration from like what's happened around me I'll sort of just um start thinking about like substitutes so how am I going to get it to be to seem exactly the same as a normal um thing you know so then from that it's more a case of I I test it on my family and friends and my partner um and that's kind of like the acid test for me if they say they would eat it they'll pay for it I'm like, okay, so it's good because they have no yeah. interest in it being gluten free or dairy free because they don't have a reason to. So if they can say that, then it means that it, you know it passes. So that's kind of how I do it. And then once that's once it's approved, I then sort of share the recipe. I write down the recipe and share it with my my community. Yeah. Um. Have you, how have you found like you know like recipe writing? Is it like back in food tech days? Where you had to like you know proper like look at the like books, how Julia Tard and that or like Nigella have written their recipes, and then you kind of do it in that style, or do you kind of, because it is for um you know black community or um PLC or BAME as they like to call mm. it. Yeah, um, <laughs> do you have like a writing? <laughs> do you have a writing style that's like completely unique? It doesn't sound like something. That's like, you know, every other cookbook out there. Okay, so can I be really honest? Um, yeah. I find re- recipes very difficult to write. And I say that right. because I wasn't taught to measure ingredients. Honestly, yeah. so my mum... Yeah, literally, I don't know no. what it is. I, I measure with my eyes. I've never had... My mum has never said, oh, put two... Um, teaspoons mm. of this or whatever it is we've literally just that's just how when you feel yeah. like it's enough it's enough exactly. you know so trying to document <laughs> a process and put that on paper but I'll say that's probably one of the hardest things for me and I'm still learning yeah. it, it, for me it takes a long time I had to redo the same dish quite a few times just to make sure and remember as I'm doing it to say, oh, actually, how many um, spoons did I just put? How many spoons of sugar did I just put? Things like that, you know, and it's not easy, but as I've been doing it, it's getting a lot easier. And when you're talking yeah. about language, I try to speak in a way that's authentic to myself, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I I feel like the best way for me to communicate is how I speak. So when I'm writing recipes, I just sort of, I lose all the faff and just I just get straight to the point, to be honest, because that's how I speak anyway. So that's like how, how I like to communicate with my audience that's nice cool like yeah it's not it's not five, and it's so true like till this day somebody would be like oh can you tell me how you made this and I bet listen you have to be there because I, I it, yeah it's either you video me doing it or you're yeah. there because there is no way I'm gonna be like add two teaspoons of salt <laughs> no take the take the salt and sprinkle it until you can yeah it literally no exactly <laughs> yeah you completely understand because lord knows when it gets to the table my mom's still gonna ask for salt so it's never good enough is it <laughs> never good enough. Oh, you know what do you <laughs> um, okay so um when it comes to actually like then putting it out there for your audience things like taking a picture or um you know the just the, the visuals of yeah. it all. How have you found that process? That that whole, you know, food photography is like so unique because mm. it, it needs to look yeah. visually appetizing for the person to then buy into what you've written. So is this like special programs that you use? You have a special camera or it's like, you know, take my iPhone and I take a picture. Well, <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, until I get that special camera, <laughs> it's my iPhone. But um, so I yeah, so I use my iPhone. Yeah, really? honestly, I use my iPhone. Um, but I would definitely that's my next thing to invest in a a, a good um camera. Yeah, I'd love to be able to make my pictures look even more glamorous. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like honestly. I thought you like had the, like a proper idea. Like, really? Oh, thank you. It's really good quality. Oh, I like, that. yeah. No, it's just really, really amazing. Okay. There's some really good see, apps out see, there as well. So you know, um, the COS, I believe it's called. That's a great app. Mm-hmm. There's so many, um, but you know, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. But there's so many apps out there. You don't have to have a camera when you're first starting out because I think that's another thing that kind of like makes people not want to do it because they think they have to have a special camera and everything yeah it's great if you don't Mm. use what you have use what you have you know and get started yeah because i'm 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 on your page right now and i'm looking at the pictures of the cookies and i'm like damn oh thank you so much (laughs) thank you it makes me blush thank you really good well, you know I, like I said I'm obsessed like over food and you don't understand how excited I was when you said yes because like I just want to talk to food foodie people and just I'm um, like you were excited maybe <laughs> build a friendship enough that you know I can just get like get food oh you want free food for me food is like um, yeah, 100%. Course, I'll hook you up <laughs> I'll hook you up I've got you I'm like, you're so honest. Get <laughs> like, yeah, as many food friends as possible, and I'll never go hungry ever again. No, I've got you. <laughs> I love cooking, but I don't like cooking. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm more of like, if I have to, I'd rather clean the kitchen or um, wash the dishes. That part. And it's because my father, like, my father tricked me into learning how to cook, Liz. He did. <laughs> one day, I was living my best life. Next thing you know, he's in the kitchen showing me and my sister how to make, like, our traditional meal. And then the next day, hello. I wasn't, it wasn't like a gradual, is yeah. this what you want to mm. do? It was just a yeah, surprise. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. doing it. So yeah. I rebelled. <laughs> I'm not cooking. No. <laughs> okay. So um could you name three ingredients that you consistently like avoid or you um or you use? Like is there something that you just think to obviously there's like the dairy and the gluten, but is there something else that you just don't like like maybe the flavor or the way it makes the food look at the end mm. or you actually flip side you enjoy what it does to food and you feel like everybody should know about it oh so okay so first starting with what i you say avoid right yeah okay um mm. mustard I honestly, I absolutely hate mustard. It's so overpowering. I just find it, yeah, it's just too much for me. I feel like it leaves a horrible taste, an aftertaste in my mouth, which, yeah, I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? But I do not like mustard at all. Do you like mustard? Oh, I'm judging you. I love it. I think with um, a good steak, like if you get like and you get a good quality mustard, it can make you're, you're right, it can make or break a, a, um, a dish to be fair. It's too much. It can. But it's how much you put in there. And it's like depending which type is it like English mustard, is it Dijon? All of them. <laughs> and that's literally like, to be fair. But <laughs> all of them, to be honest, all the ones that I've tasted. I've never ever been able to um, like it. I just, I just, yeah, it doesn't tickle my fancy at oh. all. I know, okay. probably really weird, but um, yeah, I don't like it. I've tried. I have tried, you know, but mm-hmm. it just, it's never, it's never ticked the box for me. In terms yeah. of three things, I would like. I always have to use, did you say, in my um, recipes? Did you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh garlic I oh yes with garlic like literally I can't do anything about garlic everything tastes better with garlic whether it's fresh whether it's granule anything I usually tend to put garlic Mm -hmm. apart from like desserts of course um onions as well I love onions um and butter I mean everything tastes 10 times better with butter I used to eat right the child on its own yeah which explains why I'm the way I am today. <laughs> but you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to put um milk, sugar, and a knob of butter in the rice, and then have that as a dessert. I don't, I'm not judging you. It's like a that sounds like budget heaven. version of like yeah. It's like a it's not really a rice pudding, but it is, and it's like yeah. It's it's, there's a, yeah, there's a reason why these curves are just out <laughs> and proud. So I did it. Yeah, to I it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, um, inspiration is everything I'd like to believe. Um, you are obviously inspired by your culture, by the people around you, mm. your city. Um, but what else inspires you to make the food that you make, write what you write, or just generally in everyday life? What do you find really gets you thinking and gets you like, yeah? Ooh, ah, great this. question. Um... I would say Pinterest, you know, I feel like, I don't remember what I did before Pinterest because it's just like an endless magazine. You know, I love Pinterest because it just, it, to me, it's just, it's full of so much inspiration. You get to see how people have done things. So yeah, I'd say Pinterest is probably one of my favorites. Then um, there are a few chefs that I love, you know, um, and shows that I follow. So I love MasterChef, of course. Um, Another one that I love is Million Pound Menu. Great show. Have you watched it before? Yeah. My sister keeps telling oh, me to try and watch so it. Good. She's like, do it, do it, do it. So, yeah. so good. Um, but of course, I look to people in my community. So, you know, if I see that there's someone um, who I really admire and they've created a dish, I'll try it, you know, and see in my own way, of course, but see what I can do with it. You know, I use that as like a starting point, especially if I see that a lot of people are leaning towards something you know then I try and create in a way that's mm -hmm. true to me you know mm -hmm. okay nice um location so you are Nigerian but you grew yes. up in London so how have you kind of developed your traditional dishes which I've only tried oh what have you tried I am ashamed to say like the ones that like you know that are like the white version of what people think Nigerian food is. So okay. like gelato. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and like, you know, that and even it's not even like the proper like yeah. I keep trying to get my Nigerian friends to like, you know, they make me up with Nigerian friends. They're all ops. They don't like me. Like that's, that's my conclusion <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but like I mean, how have you, Liz, kind of taken your culture and your food and, you know, kind of made it, a, put a modern twist in it or made it London? Because we all know London is such a, a cultural melting pot. Yeah. It's like a gumbo, isn't it? You get different flavours, different um, cultures, and then you end up with, like, amazing dishes. So how do you kind of include yourself in that? Um... I would say my culture is very present in my cooking, you know. So, like I said before, even down to how I cook, I don't measure. Well, for a long time, I didn't measure. So, and the ingredients that I use, a lot of it is inspired by my background, you know. So, I, and I always try and see how I can marry my two cultures together, you know. So, I might make, um, like a uh, fish like sea bass for instance but i might add crayfish to it to see how that flavor kind of adds some a different element to what it is i'm cooking so i try ways in which i can you know bring the two together and i tend to find that when you do that you create something that's quite special because only you would think to do that if you see what i mean so it's to me it's it's a great opportunity to kind of you know um use both both cultures because there's things in my Nigerian culture that I absolutely love and equally there's things in my British culture that I admire, you know, so I want those two things to come together when I cook. Yeah, nice, I love that. I, I, I definitely, and it makes it more um, accessible for the everyday person, exactly. you know, like to try, like, it's like Nando's. Like, yeah, of course, it's true, yeah. Your food, but like... Nando's is one of those I, I love the concept because when you walk in it you listen to the music like every time every now and again I'm like I, I recognize what that song is saying 
and you're like my friends are like what I'm like yeah. I know that song like I, I played it my dad used to play it really? like, like I know that song and then the yeah and then the flavors like on the plate they're like a milder version of like when you go to like a um, we call them chisanyamas or like a barbecue but it's like um, you pay and you go and it's just like a field and there's like loads of people and then like you've got people actually you know barbecuing over hot coals it takes not exactly authentic to the actual but there is like a hint so you get memories and then it makes it accessible for yeah. everybody else without actually making it feel like you know I love pushing that. a culture yeah. people so yeah I, I, I respect what you're doing um organic food um obviously being gluten and um dairy free automatically you kind of then get people thinking like going to you so do you locally source this do you do that da, 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 da. is it something that you're like becoming passionate about or are you passionate um does it make a difference to have like fresh fresh produce to the recipe or are you one of those like no i'm about what what can you get and how like easily sourced things and then making that taste brilliant because we all know our communities the black community we don't, we're not all usually in great places to get like you know mm. fresh this and the sea bass that was just taken 12 hours ago it's sort of like you know you go to sainsbury's and you yeah yeah what's luck <laughs> type, type thing so like how do you kind of navigate that whole politics of food so well the thing is I will say I'm passionate about it first of all um and I think it's important mm-hmm. for a number of reasons the way I see it is right if you have a car you'd want to put the right petrol inside a car right so like you wouldn't put a diesel mm-hmm. you wouldn't put diesel in, inside a petrol car or vice versa so to me it's the same thing with our bodies our human bodies are far more valuable than cars so it's important for us to feed ourselves the best ingredients possible so that we can function properly you know so the thing is i think organic food is great you know if 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 you can afford it and if it's easily accessible you know i would always say that especially for our communities as you said um if you look at some of the major diseases that we have or diseases that have a major impact Mm -hmm. on our communities or afro-caribbean community things like diabetes high blood pressure for instance right Mm -hmm. I, mm-hmm. I believe that a, that a balanced diet with organic food would help eliminate a lot of this, you know. Um, but is it easy? No. And, I, you know, I can definitely appreciate that. And I think um, it's unfortunate that we live in this kind of society where it's not available to everyone or, you know, it's, it's priced at the way it's priced the way it is. But I, I do believe in organic mm-hmm. food. It's something that as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate more and more. You know, like five years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't care about buying organic apples. <laughs> I couldn't care less. But now, you know, I, right. I see the importance of it. I see the importance of choosing what goes wisely, you know. And in terms of what you're saying with recipes and stuff, I would always say, of course, when I cook my recipes, a lot of them don't use organic foods because I, I understand that it's it's not available to all. So I try to use things that are easily accessible. You can get it down from your local Tesco mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be there, you know. Um and it'll be priced reasonably. So I try to stick to like normal everyday ingredients, but if you can, I would always say, you know, try and buy organic, you know, all these things that are going into what we're eating today, it's scary if anything. So I'm definitely passionate about it. 100 percent yeah like it's not every like it's not everyday nigella with her crazy like ingredients i remember the first time i ever watched her and she was like naming all of these things and then you go on like like tesco website you can't even find them and the only stores that are doing them it's like waitrose or like marks and spencers and you're looking at all like a local like tiny mum and pups like um deli somewhere in chelsea you think where am i going to get this from (laughs) in continent or brixton what do you say like what am i gonna do do you know what i mean like i don't understand how to spell the word that you've just said let alone honestly no like and that's the thing yeah (laughs) it needs to be 
realistic really interesting especially depending on your audience i guess everyone has a different audience so depending on your audience mm -hmm. you need to talk to your audience you know and cater to them so yeah. if that's nigella's audience then that's all well and good but <laughs> i'm real and I, I know myself you know so <laughs> no but i love it no and you're right like with all the um illnesses and everything else that kind of riddle the black and um, asian communities we we do need to kind of be a bit more aware of what we're putting into our bodies you know before it's a bit too late and you're like oh now you're kind of trying to reverse no, it's true yeah, <laughs> rather than definitely agree 100% um talking about like health and everything else we spoke of it at the start but mental wellness for me is very important um as a creative so things like eating right sleeping right and even drinking something as simple as water i've seen like when i don't do mm. when i don't stick to that routine it's it's a madness um as a food blogger how do you keep yourself Ooh. going first of all um and how do you also kind of give out that message of you know eat right take care of yourself you know self care eat mm. without kind of sounding like a preacher and you're like you know barreling down this whole like gospel of it which it needs to be said but it kind of sometimes yeah. it feels like it's a cash cow or it's sort of like it's, it's disingenuous like it, it doesn't gel um yeah how, how have you oh, this is this is really hard i, I want to be super honest right it's been so difficult for me mm -hmm. um yeah yeah because yeah, you yeah. know well london's in lockdown right now and before cooking was yeah. at my escape Whereas now it's become so repetitive and just a little bit boring, to be honest, you know. And I'm like, I, I think the moment I, I recognized that actually I was falling out of love with cooking and blogging, I had to take a break mm -hmm. because you, you have to be gracious with yourself. But, you know, it's not easy. We're going through a pandemic, and I find that a lot of people try and push through, you know, by just going, going, going and just doing. But if what I'm putting out there isn't actually great, then it, it, there's no point me putting it out there, you know? Yeah. So for me, I, mm -hmm. I took a break for some time and it, it, was, it was good. Like it was refreshing to then miss it once I'd taken the break, you know, and then come back knowing mm -hmm. that actually I want to be doing this, you know? And I think for, well, with my followers, I'm, I'm quite, but I, I engage with them in a way that allows us to kind of encourage each other. You know, so I actually last week mm -hmm. I posted like a picture of my break. I think I was eating um, blueberries with um, yogurt, right? And someone was like, oh, I'm going to start eating right. That's, mm -hmm. That was my New Year's resolution. I was like, yeah, take it every day. You know, take each day as it comes. But, you know, if one day you don't have a great breakfast, then it's fine. Next day, do it, you know? So it's, yeah. to me, it's what I'm essentially trying to say is be gracious with yourself and know what you're day so tomorrow and I'm trying to be healthy healthier than I was today so I'm going to make uh you know a choice in the morning or probably today actually to go and buy things that are healthy so in the morning I don't have an excuse but to eat that do you know what I mean so being deliberate being intentional yeah. with what you're doing essentially because it, it, I think it's very easy for someone to say oh you should be doing this you should be doing that but um, you have to think the backdrop of this year or this, this past year should we say I'm not a year has been intense mm -hmm. it's been it's been a lot you know so yeah, yeah just be yeah. just be kind to yourself your health is important you know and whatever you can use or whatever you have um that's easily accessible to you do it i know some people that have been doing workouts on youtube or um like um, mm -hmm. these food challenges you know where it is do it and share it with people and I try and do that as well without mm -hmm. trying like you said without trying to sound preachy if I come across something that I think is good mm -hmm. I will share it you know that's how you help people I don't have to always say oh guys you should be eating healthy you shouldn't eat chocolate you shouldn't do this no because you know <laughs> season yeah 100% 
it, it, it's it's also it's just acknowledging that everybody's going through this in a different way some people like you said they they're learning how to cook because they haven't got a choice because the local restaurant is completely closed and they can't yeah. even do deliveries mm-hmm. because they don't have the capacity for that so you kind of like oh shit i need to learn how to cook um social media is also another thing that's like becoming a bit more of a difficult tool it used to be one of those things that you know you like at the start 10 years ago instagram was new everybody was like trying to figure it out now it's sort of like okay it's not new anymore they're just adding new features um and like they're making like things like algorithms right yeah i don't even understand and i understand what i'm talking about but i really don't <laughs> like you and so as a blogger you're obviously mm. kind of a slave to you know um socials as it stands because i feel like coming out of lockdown a lot of people are going to yeah. we're craving physical things so i think the shift is going to be a bit of a shift but um how do you navigate socials with the ever changing like there's reels there's story there's tiktok there's fleets <clears throat> there's so many ways of kind of communicating with people so many ways of kind of putting out your content that makes it like you know more um appealing and the other day on twitter somebody was like oh you know how are companies going to deal with people you know putting out content at work like how how should how should they like navigate all of that so it's sort of like okay so now it's going to be like uh, 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 your, is your job going to start questioning why yeah, you're yeah. talking in the <laughs> in the break room yeah. <laughs> like, like, like yeah how do you go about that whole cyber, um, cyber world okay so I think for me actually I'll say this right I you have to know your audience, like I said before, and actually engage with them. <laughs> so ask them what they want. You know, that's like a million dollar question. What do you want from me? Because it's the only way you know what someone wants that you can actually give that, give it to them, right? So I try and include or bring my followers on a journey with me. So once I've asked them what do they want, I do it, you know, as, as much as I can. I try and incorporate it into like, what I'm working on and I just think staying true to yourself you know there's so much noise out there as you said there's so much noise and I truly believe that if you stay true to yourself and you you know you do what you want to do those who are meant for you will come to you don't need to change who you are to attract Mm -hmm. others you know I think the people that follow me I believe they do so because I offer them something so I can only continue serving them if I'm Mm -hmm. true to myself so irrespective of whatever is going on in social media as long as you found your own voice and you know what you're trying to what your vision is Mm -hmm. stick to that you know you can't the moment you start focusing on oh this is what everyone else is doing or i need to jump on this thing i need to jump on that if that's not how you're meant to or how your um followers want you to engage with them you're not really connecting so to me Mm -hmm. i i encourage people as much as possible to just stay focused and try as much as possible to ignore the noise around you you know do what you want to do if you want to stay on instagram if you feel instagram is the best platform for you stay on instagram that's how you engage with your followers you know engage with them through instagram if you want to try something try something else because you want to try it not because everyone else is jumping on it you know because those moments when you Mm -hmm. feel like i was saying before at the start of this lockdown has definitely made things difficult I, i haven't been enjoying cooking like i used to you know, so things change. So if you want to do something, you should do it because the moment will come where you feel a bit, you know, tired of doing that thing. But if you can remember why you were doing it in the first place, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to pull through. 100%. Yeah. And uh, yeah, constantly reinventing. As much as, you know, people make fun of like Gaga and... Um, and Madonna and all of that type of stuff to keep to keep it going to keep that 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 spark you got you got to reinvent you have to you have to find new angles of doing the same thing 
you know it's not about finding a unique like thing to do that that nobody's ever thought about it's about finding the market with the highest amount of people looking into it and then just constantly figuring out how to rejuvenate certain things you know that that's what i learned through doing this podcasting thing because lord knows exactly but you bring something to the table you know no, you, of course you do yeah, you definitely bring something to the table your personality comes out in a different way to another um host, you know so everyone has something to offer and knowing what you offer is, is the biggest bit that's the biggest part yeah 100 100 that's fine sorry my sister's trying to call me leave me alone <laughs> i'm potting <laughs> right okay <laughs> Oh, I love her, but Jesus Christ. Bad timing. Right. Um, if you could have a superpower, what power would you want oh, to have? Uh, where do I start? Okay, so just one, right? Um, mm-hmm. If anyone has watched Heroes, I wanted to be Claire so bad. So the power to heal. She, she could heal people, and that would be my superpower. That would definitely be my superpower, nice. yeah. But is it a good power? Because for you to take, for you to heal, does it mean they, they just heal, or do you Ooh. take on the helmet? <laughs> oh, oh, um, banner <laughs> in the works. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> just the power to heal. To be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I oh, know. No, no, no. Like, How many no things will I be collecting extras. then? Like nothing. Yeah. At that point, do you know what I mean? Like it's like um. Oh. What was it? Heroes was good. Season one, heroes. So I don't know that what. That be <laughs> oh, season one of heroes was so amazing. Listen. Yeah. So true. So what good. happened? Such they one. need to bring it back. I think somebody said, like on the on like the blogs and everything else, they were writing about how you know, like there were strikes with writers. So they were like victim of all the strikes that happened in Hollywood. So yeah, that's then what. But like, I feel like the the the, the first season kind of laid out yeah. such a good foundation that it didn't have to go down the route that it went down. It just sort of like felt like For real. people just couldn't. No, exactly. That's no, so true. I agree. <laughs> um obviously cooking um is a vibe so i would imagine you probably listen to music when you're cooking or when you're <laughs> serving your food um so what would we find on a playlist that you've created or that you found like what helps you really get into that that zone let's make okay. this good good so i love afro beats if you know me <laughs> of course i am a huge afro beats fan like whiskey but the list is too long but mm-hmm. literally i think Whiskey's mm. last album probably inspired a lot of the stuff I'm working on right now. <laughs> Had on repeat, yeah, yeah. But, um, Afro beats. I love R and B. I love soul. Um, yeah, I just I got so funny. It's an atmosphere when I'm cooking because it's all like you just, it just makes the whole thing even better. You know, so yeah, that's what you would find mm. on the playlist. Yeah. From me, yeah, nice. you know. no. It's- I do feel like, yeah, I I feel like I don't know about you, but cooking is so oh, it, it's attached to my emotions. So when I'm super super upset, right, I bake. What's the <laughs> I'm a weird individual. If you That's have weird. no clock, then I'm a very weird individual. But like, I bake the best cakes when I'm upset. Like this, so, even when I'm in a rush. Myself. My food tastes like everyone's talking Yeah. Like, it's just so strange. But when I'm like cool or chill, <laughs> like, I'll burn things. I'll like, it will be just a weird, like, I, but upset me and, you, and get me to actually you. want to cook. <laughs> You're going to have the best meal of your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I get it. 
Um, do you have like one gadget in your kitchen that you're like, listen, this is my pride and joy? Ooh, what was life before you? What's life after you? Oh, I need no. to get warranty on your ASAP. <laughs> like home insurance. Make sure um, you're there. You know what? Let me be honest. Let me be real with you. It's probably my blending. You in a staple of my household, so yeah, I can't live without a blender. I can't. It's like the first thing I buy when I move into a new place. <laughs> yeah, I'm home. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Like my mum and my other sister, I got two sisters, but um, my mum has kind of trickled down her obsession with gadgets mm. to my to my one of my older sisters. And like, my, there was a point where we had a gadget for absolutely everything. Like, and two of them, like one gadget that does every like eight things. And eight, gadget that yeah. does one thing that's always included in the eight. And you're just thinking to yourself, like, when yeah. the empire started coming out, mum had already bought one. The eight in one, mum already bought one. Um, Ultimate Chopper, the the the, the neutral blend. Um, you name it electric yeah. knife you name it it's gone through our kit like we've had it and i'm just but why like, not where is it now Something no but to be fair like, you get to away. i think it's great because you get to like i feel like when you're cooking with someone especially when you have like an item that can do like various things all of you can be on your own individual gadgets and you can still come together and create something you know together it's do you know what i mean if that makes sense yeah, but I'm with you on the air fryer. Yeah, true, true. It's amazing. The air fryer, air fryer is, is a blessing. Whoever, a blessing from God. <laughs> Why have you mentioned the air fryer? The lineage is blessed. Their children, their grandchildren. Their Honestly, no, the air fryer is it's a must have. <laughs> if you don't have, basically, if you don't have an air fryer, it's a little ad. You yeah. need to get one. What are you doing? Exactly, hundred percent. Um, creative confidence or just confidence in general, um, is key. So how have you kind of developed gaining the confidence of actually just, you know, being brave enough to put out your stuff and those moments where maybe you kind of started doubting yourself, what are the little tricks that you can probably share for an up and coming Mm. food blogger or just a blogger in general or just a creative to kind of get out of that funk of oh is it good enough oh, no, that's a very good question that. um you know what i think you need to just start like just do it because i remember when i first posted um my first picture on instagram i was when i say nervous like my hands were sweating like my i was so and I remember my sister saying to me, like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Just put it up and whatever happens, you deal with it then, you know? So, and the moment I did that, it was like, oh, actually, it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so then I did it again. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not too bad. I, I'm starting to get the hang of this. And please believe that the first few pictures I was taking, they were terrible. You know, if especially if I compared myself, which is an, another thing yeah. I shouldn't do, but I made a mistake at the time of comparing myself to everyone else. I was like, oh, my pictures aren't good enough. You know, no one's going to come to my page. You know, making excuses. Think, think of it. I, I can literally. I, I thought of every excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, and the moment I started to say, no, actually, mm-hmm. let me just let me just go. Let me just start it's starting to become a lot easier, you know, and you get better with time. You know, I think just in general, as people, we need to be kinder to ourselves mm-hmm. because no one is born an expert in something, you know. So once you've started, just yeah. keep going. All, the, all the, um, the failures and everything that comes with it is part of your journey. You're going to look back in however many years and say, oh, I can't believe I used to do that. And you'll probably laugh about it. So I think for any new blogger especially a food blogger I, I would definitely say just start and I know it sounds so cliche but the moment you start you tend to find that actually you were overthinking it in your head anyway you know so just take the plunge and do yeah. it post that picture take a picture write a recipe and share it like you I, someone said I can't remember who it was but I saw on someone's Instagram a really good quote and it's essentially saying that 
it is actually an insult to have a gift and not share it to the world you know because only yeah. you can do that thing the way you do it you know so just making sure you yeah. you you start and stay focused on only you like I said I made a mistake in the beginning of comparing myself oof <laughs> biggest mistake ever biggest mistake. learn from it don't, oh, yeah. don't do it focus on yeah yeah I think it's yeah I think it's key for people to kind of look at um success stories and but do it in in terms of you that's levels that you want to reach and that you admire that work and that you know it's a a source of encouragement but never look at your work and say why am I not doing it like that because you don't know that person's journey you don't know the, the backing that person has like some people like are lucky enough to be able to get the camera definitely and the whatever is on early and that's they, they instantly get but then some people exactly. they might outsource you just never know so look at Liz's work and be like wow I want to get to that point but understand that it's a process and it takes time and enjoy it because you'll never get oh, the rush yes. of the first time you ever actually yes. put out that first picture or that first whatever. It will, it's, yeah. And I, you're constantly Ooh. chasing. I think it's a, it's a low-key drop. Yeah. I'm constantly chasing the high I got the first time I posted an, an episode. And it's not, it's like, it's, it's beautiful when like a new one goes out and people are like, oh, wow, thank you, da 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 But mm. it's not the same as that first one. I was <laughs> watching you bring me head. True. Yeah, have you ever had like a piece of advice that wasn't to do with anything that you're doing now, but it's starting to ring true? now that you're like you know a few a few ways down the line you're like actually you know that person said this and now it's like Ooh, okay. your mantra I've, if I actually received a lot of good advice um thankfully from the people around me um but mm-hmm. I'll say most recently there's been one thing that's really stuck with me and that's um there's no straight path to where you're going and essentially if you think about mm-hmm. it right everyone mm-hmm. has a different journey right and if you try and draw that line you're probably Mm -hmm. we all have these ideas in our minds of exactly how our life is going to plan out but it doesn't go according to plan all the time you know so try and just focus on your journey and take your journey for what it is and make the most of that because like you said it's yeah you you never get that feeling of the first time again so even for all the failures I've had I'm thankful for them you know, because it actually makes me appreciate all the wins I've had even more. Mm. You know, so yeah, that's that's something that I've, that's really hit home with me recently. So there's no straight path to where you are going. So just focus on your journey. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Put exactly. the blinders on and just concentrate on you, baby. Do you like? I know you said you watch like shows like a million pound menu. Um, I assume you'd watch something like what do you call it? Um, the one on BBC Master Chef, all of that type of stuff. Um, so do you kind of have a favorite chef, celebrity chef, or are you more of like, no, my favorite chef are the women that have taught me throughout the years, my aunties, yeah. my even uncles sometimes. Down. <laughs> I've got a couple of uncles that can cook like, yeah. really well. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, no. look at you. Same. I know. So, so bad, right? you go, 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 go. But, like, um, yeah, I have, have quite a few, but I'll probably start with the women in my life and the men, actually. Um, they have been the greatest teachers, you know, because I think with learning from them, you you feel the passion, you hear the stories of where it's come from. It's such a... It's such a history to everything, which I love, you know. So definitely the people in my life, um, they've definitely been key to how I cook. But, you know, there's other people. So, like, I love um, Nadia Hussein, um, Shama, Callum Franklin. Like, his pies make me consider eating gluten. Like, they look so delicious, you know. So, yeah, there's, yeah. there's loads of people, but I would say my family first. They definitely encouraged me. 
Yeah. Nice. Of it, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> my mom kind of forced me to learn how to do it. But it's a life skill, you know, and I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah, because whew, when I, oh, I love you it. okay, quick side note before do I give you your last question. But like when I went to uni and I remember this mm. one boy wanted to have um chicken with the way his mum makes them. No, and my dad put them not. in the microwave raw. No. I remember looking at him like yo. I was like, Well alrighty then. I was like, Do you do realise there's something called salmonella and you could actually die? And then he started having panic attacks because I was like, there's salmonella. And then he decided to Google what salmonella was. And he was like, proper like... And I'm like, listen, <laughs> put, just it put it in the oven. <laughs> just put it in... <sighs> Literally. And don't even get started on when... Oh, it doesn't taste like her mum's made it. I'm like, have you seen it? Like, did you season oh. the meat? I'm like, ay, oh, Jesus. I was like, listen, right? Like... As much as I was like, damn you, dad, I'm like, thank you. It is a struggle. Thank you. Because, no, my unique yeah, experience was basically <laughs> the same. I actually started a business, just another side note, sorry, in uni because um, none of my, none of the people around me could cook. <laughs> so my flatmates could not cook. So I was like, hang on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a little opportunity here. So. I started cooking and you know I started making money from it. I'd be like, okay. And the funny thing is, right, this was this is my genius brain coming into you know <laughs> I was like, whatever I'm going to make, that's what you you guys are going to eat. You know, so it wasn't like I was going out of my way. Obviously I had some, you know, yeah. some special um orders sometimes, yeah. but it was most nine times out of ten, it was mostly what I was eating. So I'll just make more. And I'm you were paying me to make what I was gonna eat anyway. And you basically covered the ingredients. So yeah. Anyway, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and being African, hey, you already know how, how can to I make a meal for one day. One it's, it's not being. done. Like it's not <laughs> my mum would look at me like, what a disgrace. How how? <laughs> oh my Exactly. Exactly. Like making no. a little pot of meat. And people would be looking at you like, what the hell is wrong with Literally. you? No one's like, that's Literally. one meal. That's your dad's. You should meal. open my you fridge and my freezer. <laughs> you think that I've eaten in the last <laughs> however many weeks or whatever. But... <laughs> oh, oh, the trauma of like thinking you've found ice cream and then you're opening it soup. <laughs> <laughs> Those, <laughs> those um extra large oh. containers, yeah. It is a rule of mine. Like ever since I started, like I live by myself, and now I've moved back in with my mum. I just make it like if there is an empty basket, I throw it away. There is no way I'm gonna go into the fridge and I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, I can batter my chest and walk and see. No, no, we're gonna put it in a clear container, we're gonna label it, and we're gonna know what no, exactly it is. No, 100%. I'm the same. You ain't gonna I've literally me. been like, yeah, this is, I'm leaving this lifestyle behind me. <laughs> I'm gonna do better. Exactly. Oh, Liz, oh, okay, it's been absolutely fun talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Um, before you go, um, and um, I'm going to ask you one more question and then get you to just plug yourself okay. and to let people know where they can find you, UTC. Um, if you could have dinner with three people, Ooh, dead or alive, it's hard. who would you have? It's like? hard. There's so many people. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I would say, okay, Jesus. Probably first. Yeah. Ooh. 100%. That, that's a man. How? Uh, my guy made a I need for to how really, yes, I need to know. But um... <laughs> these days they can't even reply a text. For real, honestly. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, like to me, he's he's an historical figure, right? And his life and death is pretty much undisputed. If we, if you agree with me, mm. right? But what happens? after he died is open to so mm-hmm, much discussion mm-hmm. so you know to speak to the most contra- well one of the most controversial figures to ever exist 
I mean, where would I even start? You know, like all the miracles mm-hmm. you did. How did you do them? Why did you do them? Why didn't you get rid of Satan before he tricked Eve into eating the apple? There's just so many questions. Um, who else? I'll say probably mm-hmm. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think her sass, mm-hmm. her perseverance, her legacy. Oof. You know, to come from poverty, to come from violence and racism, and then you mm. and mm. for a whole president. I mean, like it, it's it's amazing. You know, it's pretty fascinating. So, I would love to talk to her and just kind of like pick mm. her brain as to like how she managed to get through all the adversity and still slay. She is my Angelou is so fierce, and I absolutely love it. So she's another one mm-hmm. and um lastly oh um mm-hmm. tiana taylor you know which are you a fan as well yes okay so we're we're friends <laughs> <laughs> we're friends yeah literally yeah i love her i love do you know what I'm like so upset with just how the industry has treated her Mm. I remember when everybody was on team Rihanna and everybody was looking down and I'm thinking to myself this girl is she okay I love Beyonce like no I don't even think anybody loves Beyonce as much as I I I was willing to like (laughs) throw my sister and like under the moving car when she was cussing Beyonce that's how much I love Beyonce but I feel like Rihanna's levels more talented she can act she can sing she can dance she can rap she her and zendaya i think are just like and she's just a black woman she's and she's stunning she's beautiful oh yes yes, yes. her music literally she's speaks to myself you know and she's, she's producing bangers yeah real bangers um gonna love me mm-hmm. probably one of my favorites that whole album, to be honest, you know, hands down. That, it, it, oh my god, it, it, it's just it, oh, yeah, she is absolutely everything, and like it's really I quite unfortunate that, that yeah. she's like, you know, feeling like she can't make music da, 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 because it's just like I think we should start. I'm, uh, I'm still trying to, get we need to start DMing <laughs> her because she can't do this to us, we need her music. I'm I'm thinking DMing. Is it um Def Jam? Like, like whoever, Kanye West. It's not fair. Like, this is what I'm going back to. It's an insult to remove yourself from the music industry at this point because now I'm left without your music. So yeah, yeah. If you're after that, I'll organize it. We can, you know, make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's not the question. Free, free Tiana. Yeah. Okay. No, I love it. I love it. Um, you also have of course, just of course. That table, like, I mean, you want my favorite conversation? <laughs> oh. I would not say anything. You just <laughs> literally, I would not even be saying anything. I just wait. Eat it. If you're the whole thing, if anybody needs it, you're you saying. Like, you'll be eating. <laughs> yeah. Like. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll be like I'll, actually I think I'll even be sitting on one of their laps. Oh, like hold me. Oh my God. Hi. <laughs> I love it. Please hold me. <sighs> no, like I said, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. Oh. I've loved you having your, your your whole vibe. Um, I love the food that you create. Can't wait until yeah. lockdown. Honestly, let's make it happen. I'm down for it. Like, I love people taking my food and giving me honest <laughs> feedback. So, 100%. Yeah. Yes! Yes! See? And I can actually eat because it's very good. Really it's delicious. <laughs> nice. Um, before you go, let the people know where they can find you. Um, of course. Of course. Contact so, you, um, you can like find that. me on Instagram, yeah. on Pinterest. I actually have a website as well, Lizzie with a Y. Um, Lizzie's free from life. And yeah, so please feel free to DM me, contact me, whatever you want to do. I'm here. Awesome. Thank you. 
awesome and she is she she's one of the oh, ones that was like yeah sure and she actually came through so as well so thank very, you for reaching out to me I'm, I'm actually like really so touched it. that you reached out to me and I appreciate it it's it's refreshing to have people who just off the bat just say oh yeah this is what I plan to do and just be nice you know and yeah you've been great so it's, it's... we all just need a little bit of kindness because god knows 2020 oh, and 2021 listen. 2020 is like that one cousin that you don't fuck with yet and then they bring their boyfriend to the family gathering and they're both yeah that's 2021 that's that that man that you just think to yourself wow. satan found a partner yeah, let's be positive i hope this that's year like. <laughs> it has to be you know so Exactly. Exactly. It has to be March 8th. That's all I'm holding on to. March 8th. <laughs> you too. All right, Thank you. Have a brilliant rest of your Sunday. Bye. Stay blessed. Mm-hmm.